Hi guys, um, today we're going to, um, start reading a book. I know the last episode I said we were going to do a book, but so far, right now it's not really working. So today we're going to be reading, um, a little bit of Warriors Into the Wild, the first book of the first season, or series, I guess. Um, so anyway, let's start. Okay, let me just get in a comfortable place. It was dark. Rusty could sense something was near. The young tomcat's eyes opened wide and he scanned the dense undergrowth. This place was unfamiliar. Uh... But the strange sense drew him onward, deeper into the shadows. His stomach growled, reminding him of his hunger. He opened his jaw slightly to let the warm smells of the forest reach the scent glands of, on the roof of his mouth. Musty odors of leaf mourn mingled with tempting ammonia of a small furry creature. Suddenly a, fa- shla- a flash of gray raced past him. Rusty stopped stopped. Still listening, it was hiding in the leaves less than a less than a tailing fillet. Rusty knew it was a mouse. He could feel the rapid pulsing through his tiny heart deep within his ear for he swallowed. Stiffening he rumbled Stiffening his rumbling stomach. Soon his hunger would be satisfied. Slowly he lowered his body in position, crouching for attack. He had downward his, his yeah, it was downwind of his mouth. Mouse. He knew it was not aware of him. With one check of his prey position, Rusty pushed. His back hands on his touches and sprang, and sprang, kicking up leaves from the forest floor as he rose. One second, let me turn the page. Uh, one second. ground, but Rusty had, was already on top of it. He scooped it into the air, hooking its helpless creature in the store, with its thorn sharp claws, swinging it high and swinging it in a high arc onto leaf-covered ground. The mouse landed dazed, but alive. It tried to run, but Rusty scratched it up again. He tossed the mouse once more. This time a little further, the, ma- the mouse managed to scamper a few paces before Rusty caught up with it. Suddenly a noise roared nearby. Rusty looked around, and when he did so, the mouse was able to pull away from his claws. When Rusty turned back, he saw it dart into the darkness among the tangled roots of the tree. Angry, Rusty gave up the hunt. He spun around 
his green eyes glaring intent one on searching out the noise that had caused caused his kill. The sounds rattled on, becoming more familiar. Rusty blinked and opened his eyes. The forest had disappeared. He was inside a hot and airless kitchen, curled up in a bed. Moonlight flittered, filtered through the window, casting a shadow on the smooth hard floor. Noise had been the rattle of hard, dry pellets of food that were ti- tipped, in, tipped in his j- dist- dish. Rusty had been dreaming, lifting his head. He rested his chin on the side of the bed. His collar rubbed uncomfortably around his neck, and his dream had felt fresh air rustling the soft floor where the collar usually pinched. Rusty, Rusty roared onto his back, savoring the dream for a few min- more moments. He could still smell mouse. It was the third time since the full moon that he'd had the dream. Every time the mouse had escaped his grasp, he licked his lips. From his bed, he could smell the bland odor of his food. He owned, his owners always refilled the dish before they went to bed, and the dusty smell changed the chased away the warm sense of his dream, but the hunger lumbered in his stomach. Rusty stretched the sleep out of his limbs and padded across the kitchen floor to his dinner. The food felt dry and tasteless to his tongue. Rusty regularly swallowed one more mouthful, then turned away from the food dish and pushed his way out through the cat flap, hoping that the smell of the garden would bring back the feeling from his dream. Outside, the moon was bright. It was raining lightly. Rusty stalked down the tidy garden, drawing the stalled gravel path, feeling the Stones cold and sharp beneath his paws. He made his dirt beneath the large bush, glossy green leaves, leaves, and heavy purple flowers. The sticky sweet scent cloyed through. One second. Um, let me get to a quieter room. So you can actually hear me. Anyway, uh, let's keep going. Um, where was I? Uh, outside, the moon was white. Solid, cold shot beneath his claws. He made the door beneath a large bush of glossy green leaves and heavy purple flowers. The sticky sweet scent clawed the damp air around him, and he called his lips to drive the smell out of his nostrils. Afterward, Rusty settled down on top of one of the posts in the fence that marked 
limits of his garden. It was a favorite spot of his. He could see right into the neighboring garden as well into the dense green forest on the other side of the garden fence. The rain had stopped. Behind him, the close-cropped lawn was battled with moonlight, but beyond the fence, beyond the fence was a woods full of shadows. Rusty stenches head forward and take a, take a sniff in the damp air. His skin was warm and dry. Under his thick coat, he could feel the weight of the rain drops that sparkled on his ginger fur. He had his, he heard his owners giving him one last call for, from the back door. If he went to them now, he would greet him with gentle words and carelessness and welcome him onto their bed, where he would curl up, pouring warm and cook a bent knee. By the time Rusty ignored, but this time he, Rusty ignored his owner's voices and turned his gaze back to the um, forest. A crypt smell in the woods had grown fresher after the rain. Suddenly, the fur of his spine prickled. Was something moving out there? Was something watching him? Rusty stared ahead, but it was possible to see or smell anything in the dark, tree-scented air. He lifted his chin boldly, stood up, and... and, uh, and one paw gripping each corner of the fence post and straining his legs and arched his back. He closed his eyes and breathed in the smell of wood once more that it seems to promise him something, tempting him onward into the whispering shadows. Testing his muscles, he crouched for a moment. Then he leaped lightly down on the rough grass on one side of the garden fence. As he landed, the bell on his car rang out in the um, still night air. Where are you off to, Rusty? meowed a familiar voice behind him. Rusty looked up. A long black and white cat balanced ungracefully onto the fence. On the fence. Hello, Smug, said Rusty, replied. You're not going going into the woods, are you? Smug's amber eyes were huge. Just for a look, Rusty Parmish, shifting uncomfortably. You wouldn't, you wouldn't go in there. It's dangerous. Smug wrinkled his back with then nose with distaste. Henry says he went into the woods once. The cat lifted his head and just stood with a nose. The lower fences toward the garden where Henry lived. The fat old Terry went into the woods. Rusty scoffs. He's hardly been beyond his own garden since the trip to the vet. All he wants to do now is eat and sleep. Yeah, that sounds like most cats. I'm sorry to... 
I'm sorry to people who are like, can't wear these. And it's just, I mean, kittens are a little bit more play those, but playful, but all cats are just. I love cats too. I just, um, I've never really had a cat because my mom and my brother are allergic. I really love cats, but mm, yeah. Um, anyway, uh, well. No, really, he called Robindale, Smug insisted. Well, if he did, then it was before the vet. Now he complains about birds because they distort his dozing. Wow. He does love to sweep. Um, yeah. Anyway, let's keep going. Um. Wow. I just said, well, anyway. And... The person in the book said, well, anyway, well, okay. Well, anyway, Smug went on, ignoring the scorn in Rusty's meal. Henry told me there are all sorts of dangerous animals out there. Huge wildcats who eat live rabbits for breakfast and sharpen their claws on old bones. I'm going to, I'm only going to look around, um, Rusty meowed. I won't stay long. Well, don't stay. say I didn't warn you, poor smug. The, the black and white cat turned and plunged away into the forest, back down into his own garden. Rusty sat down at the, on the course, in the coarse grass and beyond the garden fence. He gave his shoulder a nervous lick and wondered how much Smug's gossip was true. Suddenly, the movement of the tiny creature caught his eye. He watched it settle on under some brambles. Instinct made him drop to low crouch. With one slow paw after another, he drew. His body forward through the undergrowth. Ears prickled, nostrils frail, eyes unblinking. He moved toward the animal. He could see it clearly now, sitting up amongst, um, along, among the barbed branches. Sorry. Nibbling on a large seed that had been in its paws. It was a mouse. Rusty walked his haunches from side to side, preparing to leap. He held his breath in case his bell rang again. Excitement coursed through him. He was making his it made making his heart pound. This is even better than a dream. He suddenly noises of crackling, cracking twigs were crunch, and crunching reeds made, made him jump. His bell jingled gracefully, and the mouse darted away into the thickest tangled of a bramble bush. Rusty stood very still and looked around. He could see the white tips of red bushy tail trailing between a clump of tall forms up ahead. He smelled it. He smelled st- so a strong, strange scent. Definitely a meat eater, but neither a cat nor a dog. Is distracted. Rusty forgot about the mouse and watched the red tail curiously. He wanted. A better look. All that Rusty sensed strained, and he plowed forward. Then he detected another noise. It came from behind, but sounded muted in distance. 
He swerved his ears backward to hear it better. Past steps, he wondered. But he kept his eyes fixed on the strange red fur up ahead. He continued to creep onward. The, it was only what, when a faint rustling behind him became a loud and fast approaching leaf crackle that Rusty recognized with he was in danger. The creature hit him with like an explosion, and Rusty was thrown sideways in a clump of nettles. Twisting and yowling, he tried to throw off the attacker that he had fastened it itself onto his back. It was gripping him with incredibly sharp claws. Rusty could feel spiked teeth prickling at his neck. He lived and squirmed his from his whisker to his tail. He but he couldn't flee himself. For a second he felt helpless. Then he froze. Thinking fast, he flipped onto his back. He knew instinctively how dangerous it was to expose his soft belly, but it was his only chance. He was lucky. The poet seemed to walk. He heard <laughs> beneath his breath beneath, beneath him as the breath was knocked out of his tackle. Dashing fiercely, Rusty managed to wiggle free. Without looking back, he sprinted toward his home. Beyond, behind him, a rush of paw steps toward Rusty, his attacker was giving chase. Even through the pain from his scratches stung beneath his fall, Rusty decided he would rather turn and fight than let himself be jumped on again. Yeah, that would probably be a better idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he scared to stop. He spun around and faced a pursuit. It was another kitten. It was with a thick coat and straggy fur, strong legs, and a bald face. In a heartbreak, Rusty smelled that it was a Tom, and he sensed the, the power in the sturdy shows underneath this soft coat. The kitten crashed into Rusty at full pelt. Taken by surprise by Rusty torn around, he f- it fell on back into a dazed heap. The impact knocked the breath out of Rusty, and he strugg- straggled. He quickly found his footing and arched his back, puffing out his orange fur, ready to sprint spring onto the other kitten, but his attacker simply sat up and began to lick his a forepaw. All signs, all signs of aggressiveness, aggression, gone. Rusty felt strangely disappointed. Every paw of him wanted was tense, ready for battle. Hi there, kitty pet. Meowed. The the Tom cheerfully. You were quite a fight for a tame kitty. Rusty remained on tiptoes for a second, wondering whether to attack anyway. Then he remembered the strength of what he felt on the kitty's paws when he pinned him to the ground. He dropped onto his pads, loosened his muscles, and let 
this fine and then, and I'll fight you again if I have to. He growled. I'm great, Paul. By the way, the great kid in went on, ignoring Rusty's threat. I'm training to be a Thunder Clan warrior. Rusty remained silent. He didn't understand what Gray Wetsit was meowing about. I think it was Gray Pod just saying. But he sensed the threat had passed. He hid his confusion and by leading down to lick his ruffled chest. What what's a kitty pat like you doing in the woods? Don't you know it's dangerous? asked Graypaw. Uh, I think I'm pretty sure Smug told him that, but why are you then in there then? Hmm? Hmm? Um, just saying, I already read this book before. I'm just trying to make it a little bit of a comedy. Okay. Anyway, um, if you're the most, if you're the most dangerous thing in the woods, Woods have to awful, awful. I think I can handle it. Westy bluffed. Raven Paul looked at him for a moment, nailing his big yellow eyes. Oh, I'm far from the most dangerous. If, if I was even, if I was well, even half a warrior, I'd be getting an intruder like you some real wounds to think about. <laughs> Rusty felt a thrill of fear at those anonymous words. What did the cat mean by intruder? Anyway, meowed Greypaw, using his sharp teeth to tug a clump of grass from beneath his paws. I didn't think it was worth hunting, holding you. You're obviously not one of the other clans. Other clans? Rusty echoed, confused. Greypaw let a impatient hiss. Hiss. Oh, I can't really make it his sound. But anyway, you must be have heard the four royal clans that hunt around here. I belong to Thunder Clan. The other cat clans are always trying to steal play from our territory, especially Shadow Clan. They are so fierce, and they would have whipped you to sheds, no questions asked. Great pa- paused to sp- to. Sp- Bit an angry and to spit angry and continued. They come to take play. That is rightfully ours. It's the job of the Thunder Clan Warriors to keep them out of our territory. When I finish my training, I'll be so dangerous. I'll have the other clan shaking their free-bitten skins. That they won't dare come near us then. You can dream, little, uh, Grandpa. You can dream. But could happen. Anyway, um, Rusty narrowed his eyes. This must have been one of the wildcats Smug had been warning him about. Living rough in the wild, hunting and fighting each other for every last scrap of food. Yet Rusty didn't feel scared. In fact, he, he was hard not to admire the confident kitty. So you're not a warrior yet? He asked. Why did you think I was? Great, pa- great paw pulled proudly, and then shook his wide, furry head. It w- I won't be a real warrior for ages. I had to go through training first. K- 
Kids have to be six moons old before they even begin training. Tonight is my first night out as an apprentice. Why don't you find yourself an an owner in a nice house instead? Your life would be much easier, Lusty Meow. There are plenty of house folks that would would take in a kitten like you. All you have to do is sit where they can see you and look hungry in a couple, for a couple of days. And they'll feed me pellets that look like rabbit droppings. And slop, stop, stop, soft, soft, slop. paw erupted. No way. Yeah, those um dog food and cat food actually look like poop from like rabbits and small stuff. Anyway, um, uh, no way, I can't think of anything worse than being a kitty pet. They would, they're nothing but toy, two legs toys, eating stuff that doesn't look like food, making dirt in a box of gravel, sticking their noses outside only when the two eggs allowed them. That's not old life. Out here in the wild, and it's f- out here. It's vital, wild, and free. Yeah, you're in the wild. Hmm. Okay. Anyway, um, you come, you we come and go as we please. He finished his speech with a proud spit. No spit sounds like that. That's not what it said on the book. I'm I'm telling you. Um, I'm just trying to kind of do the sound effects if you get what I mean. Okay. Um. He then meowed mysteriously, mischievously until you tasted flesh kill mouse. You haven't lived. Have you ever tasted mouse? No, Lusty admitted with a little defense. Not yet. I guess you'll never understand. Graypod sighed. <sighs> you wouldn't. You won't born wild. It makes a big difference. You need to be born with a royal blood in your veins, or to feel of the wind in your whiskers. Kittens born in two egg nests can never feel the same way. Lusty remembered. The way he had felt in his dream. That's not true, he mouthed indictively. Graypaw didn't reply. He suddenly stiffened mid-lick. One paw still raised and sniffed the air. I smell cats from my clan, she hissed. You should go. They won't be pleased f- to find you hunting in our territory. Granny Gusty looked around, wondering how Graypaw knew only cats were approaching. He couldn't smell anything different on the leaf-scented breeze, but his voice stood up in an urgency to in Graypaw's book. Quick! His Graypaw again. Run! Lusty prepared to spring onto the bushes, not knowing if he was safe to jump. He was too late. The voice meowed behind him, and form and menacing. What's going on here? Lusty turned to see a large gray she-cat trying 
Manji out from the undergrowth. She was magnificent. White hair streaked her muscle, and an ugly sm- skull parted the f- fur across her shoulders. But the smooth gray coat, stone like silver in the moonlight. Blue Star, besides Rusty, Gray Paw crouched down and narrowed his eyes. He crouched even low when the second cat, a handsome, Golden Tadby followed the gray cat into the clearing. You shouldn't go ne- go so near to two leg place, Gray Paw growled the Golden Tabby cat angry, nearing his eyes. I know, Lionheart, I'm sorry. Gray Paw looked down at her paws. A stick hop bodied Gray Paw and crouched low onto the forest floor, his ears twitching nervously. The cat um, had had an air of strength he had never seen in any of his golden friends. Maybe that's why Smug had warned him about was true. Who is this? asked the she-cat. Rusty flinched as she turned his gaze on him. He piercing blue eyes made him feel... Her piercing blue eyes made him feel even more vulnerable. He's no threat, meow, Grandpa Cookie. He's not another clan warrior. Just a two-legged pet from beyond our territories. Just a two-legged pet? That w- the words inflamed Rusty, but he had his he held his tongue. The warning looked in blue, blue, blue stars stared toward him that he had absorbed his anger in his eyes. He looked away. This is Blue Star. She's the leader of my clan. Great part his then Rusty under the breast and lying. Pa, he's our mentor. He's my mentor, which means he's training me to be a warrior. I think we're going to stop here. It's already, like, almost, yep, just at the time of 20 um, minutes. So I think we're going to stop here. Hope you like it. Have a nice rest of your whatever time it is you're listening at. Have a nice morning. Have a nice um afternoon. Have a good night. Bye.